You are listening to the NIHL Flyby with your hosts Matt Lindsay and Dave Ferrari, proudly supported by Skaters Network and Pride Tape. Welcome to episode 38. I'm one of your hosts, Matt Lindsay. And I'm Dave Ferrari. And what a week it has been in hockey, Davey. We've started off with our 0.5 episode just gone, uh, released only a couple of days ago, mate, on Monday. So we are flying. Um, I know I didn't go to plan, though, with myself, unfortunately. Um, as you had mentioned, I think, on the podcast, uh, my timing was a little bit off to what we had planned and a bit unpredictable, mate. So I do apologise, but it's appreciate... Good, uh, Big Mac jumping in there, and I liked his segment, mate. I thought that was pretty cool. Mystic Mac. Well, we had him. Uh, we had the intern on standby. He was just uh, got the mini desk over there for him. He was just working away on some show notes, and uh, he was happy to step in, mate. Yeah, no, it definitely sounds like he loves it. So um, I know he's trying to wiggle his way in, and I'm sure he's probably just outside the office now as we film, mate. Just waiting to see if uh, we call him call him in here. But no, def- definitely appreciate him doing that on short notice. Um, we'll see how we go this Sunday. We'll be back at it, mate. Point five. Hopefully, uh, hopefully, little Ruben lets you lets you uh, lets his dad join it. Yes, absolutely, mate. How's it? How's he going, mate? You got to fill listeners in because a lot of people are curious. A lot of people ask me, and I, you know, <laughs> my friends, I don't actually live with Matt. Yep, uh, that's fair, how's mate. It all going? Mate, it's going. It's going really well, actually. Um, outside of we've hit the, uh, I think what people. Uh, refer to as the witching hours yeah it's a new series on netflix yeah that's right exactly um five to nine basically every day um pm PM, yep poor little fellas uh just trying to process all the food and everything that's in his system for a couple hours there so he's a bit disgruntled feeling mate we've all had a big lunch (laughs) yeah exactly um big lunch and a uh a long black (laughs) (laughs) we've all been there that's right but and probably not every day like he is at the moment, mate. No. So Sometimes right before a game, though. Actually, yeah, so if you're Matt Lindsay, sometimes during practice. <laughs> okay, maybe a story later on. I wasn't prepared for that one, mate. But um, outside of that, he's doing excellent. He's sleeping well overnight. Uh, we're kind of getting uh, two kind of broken uh, shifts of sleep in there to add up to about seven hours, mate. So feeling a bit better, better now. But, yeah, definitely feel for the guy um, in those afternoon periods when his digestive system's trying to figure it all out. No, but do you have a jersey in the mix for him yet? I don't actually. It's en route though. Oh, a Leafs? It is a Leafs jersey. Um, official memorabilia, so it cost me a fortune, but it was worth it. Uh, it's what was your first NHL jersey? First, sorry, first jersey period. Do you remember? Uh, yeah, it was the first jersey I ever played in. It was... Uh, you never had a jersey you like just to wear around as a kid or anything? No. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's a bit weird, isn't it? Uh, but we were called, what were we called? Oh, God. South Stars. That's right. The South Stars? The South Stars, yeah. It was an inline team. Uh, made it up with... In Newcastle. In Newcastle, called yeah. The, called the South Stars. Yeah, I don't know why Dad... <laughs> go figure. Yeah, Dad told us to go with that. Uh, but yeah, it was made up of a bunch of my primary school mates. Josh Backhausen being one of them, mate, who is... Backy. Back in the league, yeah. He's so to mention later on, so... Oh, there you go. If you're a Backy okay. fan, stay tuned. There you go, mate. But yeah, Southern Stars or South Stars, maybe, uh, was the first jersey. It was red and white and it had Toolies uh, branded on it. So the old Toolies tool specialists, they might have been our sponsor at the time. I don't know. Ah, uh, yes. But yeah, we course. did well. We did well, mate. I thought we were flying out there and then you'd look to the side and see the referee just wearing sneakers walking alongside you. So I guess we weren't <laughs> that quick at uh, just in a, in a seven or eight years old. 
Well, um, as now, does the jersey have a number on it or is it just a blank for Ruben? No, it's just blank, blank. actually. Yeah, it's just, it's take, like a... Take the number three on or? No, I don't think so. It's one of these perfect... Now, I didn't look into pyjamas or onesies or anything for kids before Ruben came, but my favourite one and the easiest one to manage nappies and stuff has been the zip. There's a zip from toe up to neck and cool. it goes both ways. So you can zip him completely out of it if you go top down. Or you can just go from the foot if you just need to do a sneaky nappy change. Ooh. And he can keep the top half on. Yeah, now, geez. I wouldn't mind one of them for myself. Oh, yeah, exactly. That's right. Okay. Uh, so they're my preference, mate, for all the uh, people out there about to purchase me some gifts and clothes. <laughs> okay, uh, you've got the, the <laughs> wish list in. Exactly. Yeah, you can find that online at uh, nsa.hockey <laughs> forward slash Matt Lindsay's gift list. That's right, mate. But the Leafs one is on its way. So I'm very excited for that. Now, and sorry for all the questions, but... Yeah. Uh, New parent. Now, Ruben grows up. You know, maybe he's into hockey. Who knows? But say he is into hockey and he's gung-ho about it. Mm. And you're like, well, mate, it's family tradition, number three. And he's like, no, no, not number three. Number whatever. Is that going to rub you the wrong way? Uh, I think I'd be fine with it, mate. Yeah, I think okay. I want him to be an individual. And, um, you know, he's already got to suck up with having my name as his middle name. So Yeah, I and, think and the Leafs. Leafs well, and the, yeah, so exactly. So it's a tough life ahead of him, really. Yeah, he's a disappointment, I suppose, if it follows in <laughs> Dan and mine, uh, path with the Leafs so far, but they're doing well at the moment. We'll get into that shortly. Um, but, mate, we uh, I got a little story. We ventured out uh, just last week for the first time. We thought, let's get the pram. Oh, let's, you took him out. Yeah, let's took get outside. Out of the That's right. Now, we oh. haven't been out. We've, he's three weeks today. Uh, we haven't been out a lot, and I guess it showed because we walked down to Maitland Road, uh, to Onyx Espresso Bar. Oh, have, yeah. you, have you had an Onyx coffee yet? Uh, I actually haven't had one myself, okay. but I uh, know people who frequent there. There you go. Uh, Better well, than good. use a bit that cafe. Yeah, haven't had a great bad, run. Had a bad luck of run of luck, I should say. Yeah, they have, but excellent coffee. So we're on our way down there. We got about halfway and it started to sprinkle, and I thought, oh god, oh, you're getting this, wet. Yeah, this is a disaster. Wet, wet in the head. So we. Uh, we just put a blanket over the the pram, and I had a I did have a uh, umbrella with us, so I had that over the pram, and you know I was thinking, God, is it going to get worse? Do we do we get down there? Do we keep pushing through? Maddie was keen to keep going, so I was like, All right, let's push through. Luckily, the rain didn't really change, mate, but we got just out of the front of Onyx, no masks. Oh, you forgot. So you remember forgot. the um, <laughs> umbrella check, yep. blanket check, no mask, no mask. So, so saw the big sign saying, please have a mask when you come Some to places the have, if you just say, hey, no mask, they have a pack. Like at the rink here, we have, mm. they, you know, we'll give yeah, you a that's, mask. Yeah, that's true. I didn't think of doing that. So you, you just left. Instead, I left Maddie and Ruben and I sprinted back home. Jeepers. Yeah, to go get the mask, during which it started to rain more. Now, Onyx has a kind of undercover se- extra, yeah. uh, section, so I was thought Maddie and, and Ruben would be fine, but I started to get a bit wet. Also had the dog. Actually, I didn't mention I had Louis with us too. You so had all, you had it all except for the masks. That's right. So I actually ran back to the house with Louis, and by then it was it was hammering down. So I was soaked. Louis was soaked. So I got so the masks and I got the car. I did get the car <laughs> <laughs> and went back. Put them all back in the car. We did get the coffees though, but it was quite the outing, mate, for our first one. So I won't forget that one. Yeah, there you go. Um, so I wanted to chat to you quickly, mate, because. As you know, I haven't been around. I've been having to keep up with a lot of the hockey-related stuff via online channels. And I actually caught up with 
watching one of the NHSL games on the Friday night. Have you had a chance to tune in? Oh, look, I haven't. I've, I, I haven't. You've I been haven't. flat out I've though, been, to be honest. Uh, I have spoken to, uh, to Mystic Mac. Mackenzie Gallagher, and he, to the first one, he was tuning in, he was giving me some updates, and I've seen some highlights um, on, on the socials from time to time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually am a bit disappointed in that league because it was, I was so, I was so excited. They, they had hyped it up. Yep. And the, now the league started, I feel that I don't, there's not really, I'm not getting that sense of hype. Mate, tell me. Here's what we would like. I just think when they started, I thought it was going to be really kind of pro wrestling style. You know, mm. not not as in aggressive the games, but they were hyping it up. It was, you know, they did the draft so well. They did all the the preseason stuff yep. really well. And then with the games, like I'm seeing highlights, but they're no different to the highlights that I saw from that Adelaide kind of super duper league or whatever. So I just, you know, I thought we'd. Uh, I was just expect, expecting a bit more. Mm. But what what is the difference? To be honest, they've changed the jerseys, changed the names. Well, that's the thing. I, I don't I don't yeah. know. I'm not I'm not seeing much of a difference except for yeah. I'm not. I couldn't. Even, I haven't even seen standings. Mm. Uh, I've not seen any of that. Just stuff. Yeah, and I tell you what, I still am curious to know what pro means. Because I yeah, can like confirm. Let's, let's put some news out there. Like, who's getting paid what? Just a couple of them, just so we can again create yeah. that intrigue, mate. I'm I'm not going to be surprised if no one's getting paid because I have heard that at the moment, anyway, it's just helmets and gloves being provided. Yeah. Okay. Which and there's no envelope in the gloves. The yeah. No, I did ask that. I thought it might be tucked away, but yeah, but mate, one thing I looking at the league. So Xander Wardlaw, he on a tear. He is, he isn't he? Scored. He's just. Just uh, phenomenal. Mm. But uh, your mate, um, the Woodman. The Woodman. Jam- Jamie Woodman. Has he got any points? I know he's got a bunch of penalties. Bagels. Unbelievable. A couple of donuts for points. So That's why he was drafted 30th overall, mate. And he plays, he's a national team player, um, probably future national team captain, Ooh. I reckon. Wow. Yeah, down the road. Well, not if he keep, keeps putting <laughs> up bagels. But uh, yeah, and I thought, so I don't know, I think maybe a decent league. Yeah, yeah, I, d- I don't know, mate. It, it looked good on TV, but as you said, it looked very much like the the uh, SA Premier League. So I'm yet to see what the difference is, I suppose. I guess having someone like Xander over there, like it shows that they're bringing in some external state talent into the league. Well, apparently uh, Jaden Ryan is set to make his debut in the next couple of weeks. Oh. His word on the street. Okay. I've, I've, I can't reveal my sources, but I, I've heard... That he's going to be in Adelaide, so that could be a game It'll be a good too. measuring stick for our league, mm. because uh, as we'll get to later, he just continues to just uh, carve this league up. That's right. But one um, thing I am loving, mate, is the actual look of the Adelaide rink. We oh, haven't been there in a couple fantastic. of years, but doesn't it look better? They've put it, some money into that the thing. Board, that, yeah, that looks like a venue now. Mm. It really does. So, and in, in its heyday, I don't know if anyone knows, but like when I played for the Melbourne Ice, we played the Adelaide Avalanche back then, and they actually had a ski slope above the rink mm-hmm. that you'd get a, a uh, escalator up, ski down it with some moguls, a little ski jump. Uh, it's no longer there, but yeah, a lot going on in that rink. It looks fantastic. The one thing that'll never change, mate, is the dugout. That's got to be the worst oh, player benches. Oh, you're a tall player. You just oh come off, on and off the ice and, uh, and risk a bit of a concussion. Yep, exactly right. Uh 
The you probably haven't heard it yet, but the one thing I do think is a pretty big positive out of that league, mate, is the commentary. It's got the I don't know his name, Canadian guy. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's excellent. He is. He really makes it entertaining. I think mate, if we might have to get him on the pod. Oh, okay. Well, we I'll should we should know him. his name. Actually, Mackenzie, can you just tee him up, please? Yeah, we'll perfect. Mackenzie's over in the corner. Um, yeah, we should find out his name first before we ask him to come on the pod. Ban- but Balna, Eric Bannerman, Eric B, Eric B, Balna, Balma, 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 maybe. I don't know. Eric, but his name's Eric. Okay. So, yeah, he's excellent, isn't he? he he's a pro, I think. He, he is. commentates very, very well. He is. So, anyway, I think it looks good, but um, yeah, as you said, probably not to where the hype standard was. But, hey, if we asked some civilians who'd never seen a game before how they thought it was going, I reckon they'd probably be pretty pretty happy with the uh, the product on the ice. Yeah, and I've been there, I, I see they're still selling out and, uh, you know, the fan support is there. So, mate. Good on you, NHSL. That's right. Now, mate, I want to jump to the NHL really quick before we dive into the NIHL wrap-ups for part of round three. We're only halfway through at the moment. But, mate, NHL drama. There's been a bunch of executive firings, coach firings, all that sort of stuff this year. But, mate, it got me thinking, well, one, Calgary had a lot of turnover last year in coaches. Yes, Um, last couple of years, yeah. Last couple of years, there you go where they've, they've finally landed the good one. And it just made me think back to the AIHL, mate. I wanted to see if you could think of any situation in the AIHL, regardless of any team, um, where there's been, you know, a bit of a turnover in coaches. Is there been a turnover in GMs even in your time in the AIHL? You've been involved for, you know, you always mention your uh, illustrious career at Melbourne Ice. Um, <laughs> Nine so, games, yeah. Yeah, so you've obviously been involved for many, many years. Um, um, oh look, yeah. yeah can you think G- of it? GM's not so much because a lot of teams I couldn't even tell you who the GM is. So there may have been change, but I I don't know of any. My time with Melbourne Ice, there was it was all always consistent. Sandy Gardner was our Sandy coach. Sandy Gardner, mate, yeah. And, uh, he was uh, you know, he gave me a shot, so I've I've got a lot of time for Sandy. But <laughs> he's was, still um, he's still been in and out of Melbourne Ice even to yeah, the, I think so. The last couple uh, he, of years, he was a legendary player in Melbourne. Um, holding a lot of records down there. But uh, one thing I never forget about Sandy is didn't matter how late you were to get into the airport to possibly miss your flight, uh, we were definitely stopping at the bottle shop to pick up a couple <laughs> of long necks. Um, good on him. But uh, now coaches, different story. Um, you know, there's a lot of coaches around the league. I know Fridge, when he first took over the Ice Dogs, he took them over mid-season. Yep. Uh, even in my time with the North Stars, 2011, my first year here, Don Champagne, uh, step back halfway through the season and Rob Stark kind of player coached. Then we had Gary. Um, but the, there's been no in-season changes since that change that yep. I experienced. Yep. Um, but did have a lot of coaches over the journey. So Don, Starkey, Gary, Fridge, Joey, JFK. That's... Uh, wow. Six in 10 years, mate. Six, six in 10 years. Uh, well, less, really. Six in eight years. Mm. Um, so... Yeah, that's pretty pretty high turnover. But no, mate, I can't think of any big firings during the uh, during the season. Some imports have been fired during the season around the traps. I've never played with any that have. Yep. Um, what about yourself? Yeah, I think just as you said, uh, I think coaches turnover is the biggest thing that you notice. Like with lots of teams, I know um, the Mustangs have had a few coaches go through them. Melbourne Ice have. They had the professional coach the years that they. Um, well, sorry, not the years, but the the 2017, I think, Cup 
that they won. Um, One thing about coaching. Perth, too. Perth. Dave uh, Rock. And then he, there was another guy that came in with Rocky at one point there. Yeah, can't remember. Yeah, <laughs> this is great Riveting. content, mate. But anyway, Riveting. yes. But, uh, one thing with coaching is I was, all, I was told early on overseas uh, at a coaching seminar that uh, you're, not, you're not an experienced coach uh, or you're not really, you've not really made it as a coach until you've been fired. And every coach that's won a Stanley Cup has been fired uh, often multiple times. So Interesting. it's uh, part of the job. And I think uh, it makes you better. And, uh, yeah, we can all do with a, with a good firing every now and again. There you go. All right. Maybe your, yeah, uh, your Australian job's on the line, mate. Yeah, I'm just waiting for the email. <laughs> now, mate, I want to, before we get into the games that happened this week, I want to talk NIHL now, the big league. Yep. You know, what we're all listening for. Uh, and I want to talk some stats because as the league ticks over now, we're, we're partway through our third week. So after this week, everyone's played everyone. Yep. For the most part, I've added some new players here and there. Um, so we're, we're, but we're starting to see some trends now that, that just blew me away. So first off, I want to talk about goal scorers. Let's do it. Now, mate, now you haven't been down at the rink, but you've been around the game a long time. Mm. Division one, how many different goal scorers do you think there are in division one? How many different goal scorers? Goal scorers. Remember, there's 15 people max on a team, so there's no more than oh, 60 people in the league. How many of them so far have put the puck in the net? I would Different say people. only about 10. 27, mate. <laughs> okay. That half is, the league. It is near, it was pretty much half the league. Wow. Has scored at least a goal. So I found that that fascinating. That now, is Division fascinating. 2, 17 different goal scorers. Division 3, 20. Wow. Okay. Now they played one less game because their game happens How tonight. Good is that, last mate? night when you listen to the pod. Division 4, 19. And Division Junior, 15. Oh, wow. Okay. So More than s- half the league in junior. Yes. <laughs> Took you a sec. <laughs> yep. Now, mate, uh, another interesting stat, penalties. So, Division 1, there's 23 players who have taken a penalty. So, more players have scored a goal in Division that's, 1 than taken a penalty, which is good. I would say that's a positive, yeah. Oh, very positive. Yep. Uh, Division 2, 18 people have taken a penalty. Division 3, 15. D4, 12. And in junior, mate, only seven people have taken penalties. Wow. That is amazing, mate. So, yeah, just a bit of stats for you. But you know uh, what? You know what, mate? That deserves this. Well done to our community, mate. That's playing the sport the right way. Absolutely. But now, the, here are a couple of things that just blew me away. This is big history in the making right here. Okay. Uh, goaltending. Now, mate, look, we, we let the goalies have it early on this year because uh, they were slow to get off the mark across the board. Yeah. You know, we weren't shy and calling out the goalies. So, mate, that's how we. I wasn't part of that episode. I did listen to it and I thought, oh, Davey's mate, going I, pretty you, hard You texted here. me, you said, hammer the goalies. <laughs> this is not good enough. So we did. And anyway, uh, we won't release that, uh, that text. But, uh, but so if we're going to hammer them, we need to also praise them when things are going well. And there's a couple, well, there's a few when we get to the games, but there's a couple of goalies just absolutely setting the league on fire with their play. Okay. First of which, Ryan Williams, mate, fresh out of learn to play. Yep. He's played three goals. Three. Guess, he's played three goals. He's played three games. Three games guess how many, three goals. Guess how many goals he's given up. How many? Guess. <laughs> three? None. <laughs> Say what? 
Exactly. You stumped me, mate. What None. a trick question that was. He's on a three-game career shutout. Has this ever happened before in the world? I don't think so, mate. That is breaking records. I don't think that's that's uh, up there with Gretzky. I think, mate. He's played every team now, and he's not let a puck in. Unreal. So you know what, though, I do have to say, like, yes, he he is straight out of learn to play, but he does have an inline background dating back over a decade. So, you know, he had the foundations. He didn't take too long at learn to play. So I can't say I'm I'm super shocked. Oh, I mean yeah. that stat oh. is very impressive. But oh, I'll screw that. Yeah, good job, Ryan. <laughs> that's yeah, that's yeah, not tear, tear that one up at mate. all. No, I hear what you're saying. because he, he technically he's just very fundamentally sound. Yep. So his inline background combined with uh, Ethan's coaching at Learn to Play, he's just looking the goods. But I thought last night watching the game in Div Four on Wednesday night. Sorry, um, I thought finally. Like, cause I'm, cause I was looking through the league. I'm like, who's going to be the the player to crack the egg here? Who's going to be the one to, to net a goal on Ryan, yep. the first guy, and essentially make his make history? Uh, and it it uh, he was down and out, and there was a, a yawning net, yawning cage, and someone hammered the puck toward it. He reaches back because he catches the other way, he catches with his oh, right hand. Maybe that's another reason. It could be, but he leant back with the paddle. Boom, stopped it right in the crease. Come on. It was amazing. One of the best saves, saves I've seen of the season yet. Wow, that's, so, a, that's a Mark andre Fleury move there with the paddle. Yeah. So in, in Ryan Williams, in three games, he has a spectacular paddle save. He has three shutouts and he's made 54 saves. So that, the challenge is out there. Who is going to be the first player to crack, crack him, to, to figure him out? To crack Ryan Williams, mate. That is very impressive. I couldn't hear. Now... The other impressive goalie is Matty Montgomery. Yeah. And we're going to get to the stats of his game because it was just another, like, it was just another Matty Montgomery performance. Oh, no, that's, yeah. You but say after, his name, I'm not, I'm not like, oh, what? You're kidding. There's going to be a good stat about him because he has impressed us from day one. But these stats might surprise you, mate, because in three games, his goals against average, one goal per game. Wow. He's only let in three, in three games. He's had 100 shots on the nose. On the nose, wow. 97 saves. Even if you add his, uh, the three games of the winter season, it'd still probably be under one goal a game. It probably would be. It probably would be. And I believe they don't include his... Well, no, they don't include his Div 1 stats. Div, yeah, right. So when I read out these numbers, it's not, it's not included in Div 1. But by the season, mate, because he's now in his fifth season with us, although one of them was very abbreviated. Yep. He started off out of learn to play with a 0.814 save percentage. Okay. Okay. Which is still good for the oh, NIHL. We, we've said that many times. The next season, 0. 0.860. The third season, 0. 0.910. Come on. The, the abbreviated fourth season, also 0. 0.910. And this season, 0. 0.970. So he just keeps trending up and up and up. Now, in his career, he's faced, and now minus the Div 1 games, but in his... Sure. You yep. know, yeah, his, yeah. Uh, actual division he's faced 1,112 shots and he's made 978 saves mate I reckon next game Come on, he could Matty. crack the 1,000 save mark let's do it mate top shelf <laughs> well it won't be going top shelf mate because he'll be <laughs> oh, he'll top be, shelf can be something celebratory too uh, yeah well top shelf is where is where you put it you know like yeah, just, right, uh, well, right he'll, under the bar there he'll make sure he stops that one where mama keeps the cookies so to speak but anyway so there's just some stats mate that's um, very impressive good on Matty for you. and we'll get into uh, we're going to get into some referee talk later on as well yep. but um, 
you know, moving forward. Yeah, let's move forward right now, mate, into the round three of the Division One Monday night. Uh, I want to hear all about it because I saw the scores, very tight game. So I'm very curious to see how the game sheets reflect it. Absolutely, mate. Now, game kicking it off Monday night, we had the Navigators taking on the Sonics, uh, your team, the Sonics. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, there's a bit of rumblings there. They're not all too happy with you because you're yet to don the jersey. Oh, no. And in this oh, no. one, they went down 3-2. Uh, and, you know, everyone really thinks that you probably could have been the difference there. I think I'm going to be more of a liability at this point, mate. So, mate, you're getting your jogging in, running from Onyx and back. But uh, <laughs> That's true. The Navigators, mate, uh, of their three goals, two of them were shorthanded. Uh, That's not great. So they took, well, they took five penalties. I mean, it's great for the Navigators. Yeah, they took five penalties on the night. but uh, The Sonics did. No, the, the Navigators and scored two shorthanded. Do you, you get what I'm saying? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, taking me a second yeah, there. Yeah. You've been away for a while, away from the game. But uh, but the Sonics eventually did get their power play working and scoring uh, a goal in the third period to make it 3-2. Power play goal uh, and just the, the dynamic uh, threesome. I was going to say duo, but it's a, a threesome of uh, Hamish Power getting the goal, assist to Lockie Powell and Paddy Naden. So pretty strong PP line there. Yeah, right. Uh, Timmy okay. Waterson, again, slow start in week two, his first game. Yep. Um, stopping 28 of 31. So that is that's that great. Is absolutely great. That's, that's all you can ask for from a goalie. Yeah, that's a huge uh, – what's the word? Rebound. Rebound game yeah, from last yeah. week. And his rebounds were in check too, I think, because okay. he, he was on the ball. But that's Travis Lane – Stopping 21 to 23. Uh, Josh Hansen with the game winner for the Navigators had, uh, you know, just had the hair flowing there. Yep. Um, flowing in the wind. He sure does. Had a good game. Speaking of hair, mate, uh, who opened the scoring for him was Ryan Sulilaire. Sulilaire. Uh, and I was told how to say that name last week and I've already forgotten. So I'm okay. just going to go with Sulilaire. But, uh, who's also a goalie. Who's also a goalie as well who played last night in Div 4. So we're going to be talking about him a bit more. But he opened the scoring. Um, in the second period. At the He's such an effective mark. player, isn't he? He, is, he, he played is. East Coast, I think, this winter, uh, which didn't surprise me at all. He's uh, He's been around a couple of years. He disappeared for a little while. I think he went up north um, doing some things with his partner, but he's back and more effective than ever. Absolutely. And for the Sonics, mate, getting his, notching his first of the year to open the scoring for them was Connor Mason. Connor, excellent. A nice little, uh, a nice little sneaky goal there. So Connor Mason uh, doing his... His part in Div 1 showing he belongs. But, yeah, really, at the end of the day, Navigator's got the win, but when you take five penalties, generally you won't win the game. So Yeah, very but, uh, surprising, uh, those there. shorties. Who got the shorties, sorry? Uh, yeah, mate, I'll, I'll dive in. We have uh, Sammy Lamott okay. and Josh Hansen with the, the G-Dub Geno game winner. It was the game winner, a shorthanded goal. Sonics, shorthanded we goal. can't be happy with that. No, no, I really think... Uh, yeah, I really think they've got your face on a dartboard in there, mate. Because <laughs> uh, I dare say you'd be on the power play. Wouldn't be the first time, mate. Rings, uh, rings brings back memories of 2011. Uh, when you turn your back on the team, yes. So the second game uh, was was mine and Mackenzie's. Astros taken on the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. Now this was a game of two halves. Absolutely. Now speaking of penalties, the Astros we took five. Wow. Uh, and what is well, going we took on? Four. And then I made it five, mate. I've got my first penalty of the season. With You're representing minute, the league, mate. A minute 18 to go in regulation in a tied game at that point. And, uh, yeah, really disappointed in myself Late on that one. third period penalty. Uh, but the, that one usually gets you yanked for the next game. Are you going to be playing? 
while I've Gav's not talking to me right now, so there <laughs> could be something there. But uh, the Galaxy, mate, stormed out. Well, not stormed out, but uh, they get up 3 nothing, And they were just dialed in in this one, playing like a team. Jaden Ryan doing his thing. Bang, bang, two goals right. to get up 2 nothing. Uh, he also makes a pass, mate. His first oh, assist. Oh, I was in the about league. to ask. Surely no <laughs> assists. Okay, he did it. He uh, he made the assist. He's passed the puck, and it wasn't. It was a beautiful pass because it was right in behind me, <laughs> uh, and I should have picked up Ducky. But Ducky, mate, he's got to have some of the best hands in the league in mm. and around the net. Just that touch, you know, that little touch. Yep. Um, and he just touched it perfectly, five hole through Ethan. For their third goal, and not going to lie, that was at 8-13 in the second. I kind of thought we were done for. Um, Jaden oh, yeah. was running rough Yeah, 3-0 shot. down, yeah. Um, Ducky had two points on the night. They were just playing like a team, and Polglaze Polgla- looked unbeatable in net at that point. Um, but, mate, the Astros, we just chipped away, chipped away, chipped away, and I'd never tell the guys I didn't believe. But <laughs> uh, we just got back in it. Um, goal to Joel Fraley, just a hard-working goal in front. A shot from Liam from just above the goal line, an absolute bullet right across Jace Polglaze. I'm, sh- I'm sure he wants that one back, but like I said to him, mate, Liam's got probably the best shot in the league. Yeah, so, you exactly. Know. You can't stop them all, Polglaze. Come on, mate. But uh, our third goal, top corner. Actually, you can hit it, Matty. Let's do it. Top shelf. Ben Hughes. No way. Bam. Top shelf. It oh, there's two top shelf buttons. Absolute <laughs> beauty. Uh, and that was with a minute 38 to go in the third. Okay. So Benny Hughes. Benny Hughes. He yeah. loves the top corner. He's one of those guys that's either top corner or over the net. Yeah. Really frustrating one. to watch sometimes, <laughs> but when he gets him, it looks great. Absolutely. Um, so then we had a tied game. And then, yeah, like I said, I was battling Josh Seckham uh, in front of the cafe there. And, uh, you know, he's a little, little, little guy. Yeah, he's got weak ankles too. And uh, I just um, was a little too heavy on the stick. Got the cross-checking call, which is a great call by Jack Waterson right on the spot there. But uh, fortunately, we fought it off. We went into overtime shorthanded, so four on three. That's uh, exciting. Killed that off, made it four on four. And then off of a face-off, just an uncharacteristic play from Luke Dore, uh, who went to make a pass and it just rolled off his stick the wrong way and oh, went straight no. to our guy, Hunter Allen, who made no mistake of just dishing it off to Liam Manwaring, who went in on a breakaway and uh, sealed the deal uh, for a uh, 4-3 win to the Astros. Wow, okay. Luke won't be happy about that one. He'll want that back for sure. He's he a will. pretty uh, competitive he player. Uh, he actually had a really good game. I thought they were all kind of buzzing around. And, uh, yeah, as I said, I thought they had our number, and that was without Matt Price and Sean Ultram as well. So I think yeah, the Galaxy right. are really uh, making a bit of a statement that uh, they're, they're one of the teams to beat this season. Absolutely. So that was round one, mate. Wow. Um, Just Div 1 too. Sorry, Div 1. Yeah. yeah. That was Div 1, <laughs> round three. Uh, moving forward into round uh, division two. Round three. In round three. <laughs> yeah. Uh, again, Navigator Sonics. Um, this one went the other way. The Sonics got up three to one. Okay. Over the Navigators. So, Cloran won back for, for, for your squad. Good. Good um, to see the two points come back in another division. Absolutely. So, helps all helps with the points toward the Northern Star Cup, uh, Award. Cup? Northern Star. It's not, a, it's it's not, not a, a cup. It's not an award. It's a star. It's a star. That's right. Um, That's why I got that giant telescope a couple of years ago, just in preparation to look at that thing. Exactly. Uh, Does this make the Sonics 3-0 on the season? In Div 2? Yeah. Yeah, mate. Wow. Undefeated. So, but... Don't know if they deserve to win. Well, they definitely deserve to win this game. But you look at the game sheet, you think, yeah, 3-1. Now, 
for the navigators to score, mm-hmm. they, had, they had to get one on the power play and a beauty goal by Flynn Toomey. Just a great shot, hammering it home on the PP. Uh, and the Sonics, mate, Toby... Toby uh, McMahon? Yes. Had a goal and two assists in this one. So he was in on every goal. Honestly, he continues to impress me every season. He does. He does. He's a, he's a really, really effective player. He only did learn to play, what, 18 months ago? He's not that long out of it. Yeah. So Really impressive. So he had the first one. Ethan Speld getting the second one. Hard to keep that guy off the score sheet. And then uh, Nick Jones banging in the third one to seal the deal. So Ethan gets a game winner. But Toby, the three points on the night, just excellent. But, mate, the shots in this one, Navigators steered 45 shots to, on Matt Montgomery. Come on, He mate. made 44 saves. That's incredible. Uh, and the Sonics only managed 17 shots on Brad Lindsley, uh, but they were 17 quality ones because yeah, he right. 14 saves in. So Now I know what you're saying, how you said you don't know if the Sonics deserved it because Matty obviously mate, was he, the big difference. He's, I tell you what, if you want to come down and just have a look at a goalie who's in the zone right now, Get to a Sonic Stiff Two game and watch Matty Montgomery because yep. he he's just it's a clinic it's excellent, but Navigators took five penalties on the night so I got to think that uh, although they got a lot of shots like shorthand that's shorthanded for ten minutes mm. uh, which is more than half a period I got to say mate over two divisions Navigators five penalties each it's not yeah, looking good it's not no, a good look got to tighten up that ship so I reckon. Uh, because 45 shots, but if you're not shorthanded for 10 minutes, you're probably getting well over 50. Mm. And, and that for 49 saves. Then, yeah, probably. But then <laughs> uh, fatigue kicks in and you just you just don't know. Well, so. exactly. Anything can happen. But that's that's incredible, the amount of shots. Good on Matty. Yeah. So uh, the second game, mate, in Division uh, 2, Round 3, was the Galaxy taking on the Astros. Now, the, the Galaxy came out, bang, bang, scored actually two goals within a minute in the th- first period. That could also be not, a, not, an IHL record. It was not the first minute, the 11th minute. Oh, okay. But, uh, well, there was 11.49 and 11.08, like on the clock. Well, so be the That's fourth, way under a minute. Fourth. Yeah, no, I know, but it's not the first minute. It's okay. The fourth <laughs> minute. Yep. We're clicking today, mate. I yeah. love it. Uh, and uh, the first goal was a beauty by Harrison McKenzie. Um, and that just set the tone. And then the second one, Adrian Parrott. So, uh, yeah, right. with, the, with Sister Clinton Melmoth. So, up to nothing. Looked like they had the game well in hand. Um, shots, you know, shots in this one uh, for the Galaxy 38, for the Astros 25. Right. But uh, the Astros in yeah. the third period get, uh, get two goals relatively quick, quickly again 14 21 and 11 28. Um, Mathen. Michelitsis on the power play, getting the game tying goal. These guys played the full three minutes of overtime. Oh wow! Uh, and the Astros out no. shooting the Galaxy four to one in overtime, but still no mate, goals. the goalies shut the door. Got so Chris Priestley wobbles twenty three saves on twenty five shots. Eric Sincere thirty six shaves shaves on thirty eight shots. So okay. Uh, so that's our, so that's our that's first tie a, of the yeah, year. First, yep. first teams that have gone through overtime with uh, with no scoring. So, Amazing. So that's Div 2, mate. Thank you. I love to hear it. And now we're going to finish up with the uh, Division 4, Wednesday night. Division favourite. Division favourite. Division 4, round 3. Thursday night, we had the Galaxy taking on the Astros. Uh, and I'd like... As I said, maybe we should get stuck into the goalies each week because in every division they've come they've come to play this week. Yep. No different in this division. Layla, twenty six shots, twenty six sorry, twenty two saves. Oh my gosh, which is good fantastic. on Layla. That's massive. Ryan Painter, 
14 shots, 14 saves. Um, shutout. Okay, so okay. his first shutout of the season, I believe. Probably not his first shutout in his no, goalie he's had, career, he's though, had is few, it? He's yeah. had a few of the, the goose eggs. But, um, but uh, yeah, the Galaxy playing really well in this one and getting their chances. So even though they were shut out, um, it could have easily gone the other way because they, they did have some quality scoring chances. But, mm. uh, but the Astros, mate, getting four goals. Um, Brennan McCormick. Bearing, okay. yeah, bearing a goal, Bailey Philpotts, uh, Jacob Taylor, who just continues to rack up points in the division. And then uh, the final nail in the coffin in the third period with 12.20 to go was uh, captain Tanisha Brown. Oh, that's great. Uh, actually her second point on the night, but first goal. So, um, yeah, great game of Division 4. Played in played in great spirit. A couple of penalties, uh, an interference, a couple of trips, um, and a too many men. So. How, how did it go this week, mate? Because I know the week before it was getting a bit too rough and tumbly. Um, you know, we, we mentioned on the podcast how that is a development division at the end of the day and it should be the focus on fun first. Um, what were your impressions this week? Was it a bit uh, better and more controlled? Much better this week. Yeah, much better. I thought the referees had a great handle on things and I thought the players just played with an excellent spirit. Um, As it should be. But well, uh, Actually, do you have Gary there teed up? Because... There was a bit of news in this game. Are we talking about Gary Dore, mate, or Batman? Oh, Betty. We have a trade to announce. That's right. So I think you're going to want to hear this. Yeah, rather big one. So as we know, the team, the rosters continue to grow, um, particularly the Galaxy, mm. a, lot of, a lot of ads lately, and the Sonics. Uh, but the Astros, although they're the most experienced team, we haven't, we weren't able to add more players to their roster this week. Right. So uh, we made, we decided to make a trade. Um, getting one of the old faithfuls back to the Astros because they love his mentorship. Um, well, who he, was he it? He loves giving it. John Teske. Say what? That's right, mate. John Teske. Johnny T. Going from the Galaxy to the Astros. And how's this? First game after the trade, he's playing his old uh, his old mob, the Galaxy, uh, and was on the winning side of it for nothing. But uh, oh, good on Johnny, him. happy to be back with the Astros. Uh, disappointed to be leaving the Galaxy. But, yeah, of um, course. But, uh, yeah, that's that's a good ad for the Astros. It just gives them that even two lines now. So we can, they've got enough for two lines and we continue to add to them. Yep. And uh, the Galaxy, they're, they're getting more and more experience every day. I have no, no qualms that they're going to be a very, very competitive team as the season goes on. Absolutely. In the second game, mate, we had uh, the Navs taking on the Sonics and the Sonics in this one getting up 3 nothing over the Navigators. Go Sonics. So, because because of Ryan Williams, mate, 18 shots, 18 saves for his third shutout, as we spoke about. Ryan Sulilaire, the D1 Navigators player. Yeah, getting, let's uh, hear it. In between the pipes, 24 shots on, sorry, 20, 24 saves on 27 shots uh, and looked excellent in the net. That's he's, very respectable, actually. Oh, it is Because that's his first game in net, I think. It is. But uh, I reckon he's going to get very good very, very quickly because he's super athletic, knows the game, can read the plays. Mm. Four penalties apiece in this one. So a okay. little high, yeah, you know, there's too many men, which, you know, that happens. There was a couple of uh, unsportsmanlikes for shooting the puck after the whistle. Uh, and I think that's just players getting committed to the shot, but it's something that you is very uh, frowned upon in hockey. Also something they're probably not super familiar with, uh, yeah. being unable to, yeah, to do that. So obviously, hopefully that's a lesson learned. A uh, bit of a bit of well, not controversy, but a bit of an error here that uh, originally the game was entered in as a three. Sorry, it wasn't a three nothing win. <laughs> Because I have changed it. <laughs> there you um, go. I didn't change my notes. Uh, it was actually a 2 nothing win because one of the goals was scored on a delayed penalty and uh, one ref was calling the 
penalty or for the other team touching the puck. The other ref was uh, calling the goal. So right, did, just did, a mix-up. Yeah, just that happens. Up, but, you know, whatever. It's Div 4. It's a learning division. I mean, that happened in Div 2 in the finals last year. Remember? When the goalie, the post, yeah, when the goalie left when he should, yeah, have left. exactly, was, yeah. it can happen in all divisions. Yeah, similar situation. So a two nothing win. Uh, the the big booty Mitchell Booty getting the first goal, which was the game winner, and then uh, Reese Berger just continues to do his thing, getting that uh, that insurance goal number two of the night. So, mate, that was Division Four. It was an excellent week in uh, in hockey. Did I hear Booty's name twice? Uh, no, no, oh, just the once. Okay. Yep. I was going to say it's... Well, he got that other goal, but it was it was washed out. Oh, right. Okay, there we go. Because he's just continuing to impress as well. I don't think he's going to be long for Division 4, to be honest, mate. He's, um, you know, he's really taking in stride and, and elevating his game every week from what I can see on the score sheet. So Absolutely. we'll see what happens. He might have a bright future in the sport. Is that the, uh, the wrap-up for NI so far, mate? Mate, that's a wrap. Um, I do want to just quickly touch on referees. Yeah, if we have a second, we uh, sure we do, mate. We control we the, the uh, we control the show. Um, referees. So first off, I just want to personally and professionally. I just thought of that that sounded all right. That sounded great. Uh, thank the referees because it's a thankless job, mm. and I think they're doing a fantastic job. And I am a referee, and I've had to do it from time to time. I haven't had to do it this season, fortunately. Uh, and it, it's a difficult job. And I've been around the game my whole life. I've played and coached at a at a high, well, relatively high level, and even for me, professional level, um, it's it's difficult uh, to to referee a game of any division. Yep. So, uh, I, I thank the referees. I think they're doing a great job. I thank the club for really taking extra time this year. They've, they've had their um, refresher. The refresher yep. and there's more of those to come. Uh, just fine tuning the fine details of refereeing, and just like a player, any coaching you can get. Is excellent. Mm. So, but one thing I want to remind everyone on of is that one ref we can't have the games without referees. Yep. So often, uh, and, and referees, it's it's a, as I said, it's a thankless job. We don't have just a long list of referees to choose from. So it's not like oh, a referee's blown a call. Let's just get the next guy on our list to do it next game because that referee's not good enough or whatever. It uh, that's not realistic either, mate. No, it's, it's not like that. Everyone's it's, human. Exactly. It's just like a player. A referee blows a call. Uh, you know, they they got to get better and and get it right the next time. Exactly. So it's uh, it's the NIHL, mate. We like to provide a professional, full on. Uh, you know, we we kind of talk it up. We got the podcast. We got the stats. We want it. We want everyone to feel like a pro. But at the end of the day, it's a recreational hockey league. Yep. And uh, everyone just needs to put that into perspective when before they get unload on the referee if they think they may have missed an offside or, or a tripping penalty or something uh, trivial. Now, also um, with referees, particularly in the lower divisions, like Division 4, it's a development division for players and it's a development division for referees. We try to get some experienced guys in there so they can help teach the game, rules and positioning and just uh, etiquette to the players. Yep. But... Um, you know, I think the players need to realise and just give the referees a bit more of a leash because um, no one's perfect and uh, it's not the Stanley Cup. We can't call it like that. They're doing their best. We're doing our best to make sure that they're at their best. The club is, is giving them everything they can to make sure they're at their, ba- at their best. And I think uh, players just need to put that into perspective and help the referees uh, by creating a positive environment where they can be at their best. If the players are creating a tense environment, I don't think anyone's going to be at their best. 
Absolutely, mate. That You've just nailed it on the head. I think it's a perfect way to finish off the NIHL wrap-up for round three. Are you happy to move on? Uh, I'm more than happy, mate. Let's roll. All right, let's do it, mate, with our first segment of episode 38, Pride Tape Sightings. Sorry. So, mate, I know that you have a, uh, a Pride Tape sighting that you saw physically when you've been down here this week. And I've got to say, mate, I really do appreciate the amount of effort that you have gone into. You deserve all the praise you get, and people are writing to me saying just how uh, good of a job you're doing. And I do really appreciate the amount of effort, mate, especially while I'm not here around just trying to manage my my dad life now and what that looks like being as unpredictable as it as it is oh mate Um, it's a team effort and although you're not here seeing everyone's face uh, i think everyone knows that you're you're in constant contact with them through the emails chasing them up for money that's Uh, right mate. all the all the i'm the deck collector admin uh logistical stuff that goes into the league we have uh Oh, we've got to have, what, over 200 players this year, so yeah, there's a lot that yep. goes into it. So they're not present. Uh, I think no one has any doubts that Matt Lindsay's still uh, very much involved, and, we, mate, we can't wait to see you pull on the jersey. Absolutely, mate. So, yeah, going back to the sightings, though, I did look at uh, some Jess Fuller photography photos uh, this week, notably the Division uh, 4 competition, mm. and just want to shout out uh, the Astros captain, Tanisha Brown, mate. She had the tape on that I noticed. Yeah, she's got a great rap. Yeah, as well as uh, Andrew Paskin, who had it on his tape, uh, on his stick, sorry, just up the top, not down the bottom. Um, but also noticed a lot of just real interesting tape jobs in Division 4, mate. It's excellent for the, the tape jobs. Very fascinating, a lot of them. It is, it is. Uh, Avril McGuinness, mate, she almost had me. I thought I had her down for a pride tape sighting, but she's got the fluoro green and then the fluoro pink. Ooh. On her tape, yeah, which I think the rink has here. So Yeah, they do. Um, yeah, she almost got me. I mean, I guess I've mentioned her name now, so it's worked for her. But she's in, she's in. That's right. Uh, that was a sneaky one. But yeah, I see some some uh, players with interesting tape styles and, and uh, tape jobs on their sticks to represent their, their clubhouse, yep. um, all that sort of stuff. So it's really little, cool. Little individual messages. It's excellent. Yeah, but, absolutely. Uh, something that you can be creative with and something we probably don't use enough as hockey players to be creative and express a bit of personality or a message with. So that's right. Know, a bit of tape or, or, uh, or artwork on the stick. So we'd love to see it. But I mate, got it. Sorry, just quickly. Yeah. I've got to say, though, just in the, the, the photos I was looking at, a uh, bit disappointed in Bailey Philpot's stick, mate. Remember, he had the entire yeah. twig... Wrapped in pride tape, but yeah. looks like no longer. Ah, interesting. Maybe maybe it broke. Maybe it just cost him a lot to wrap that. Well, yeah, it was one roll, I think. It was an said. entire was roll, I think he said. Yeah. But that maybe was, it's... That was the best pride tape sighting yet. It was. Yeah, no so. one's topped that so far. But sorry, I'll let you go on with your uh, pride tape sighting in person. Well, mate, I'd actually, I'd actually seen this player, but no one me. I, I probably wouldn't have given him a shout out because I would have forgotten. But I did see, notice this player on the ice with him. And uh, but as I was uh, I was jogging up the side of the ring to talk to the referees or something the other night, and uh, I just got a tap on the shoulder, and okay. no no words were exchanged. It was just tap on the shoulder and a little point with the eyes down to two sticks that were leaning against the wall, and it was uh, it was your mate uh, Backy Josh Backy, Backy. my and original South Stars uh, teammate, the, the former South Star, yeah, uh, the Southern Southern Star, so. He had the two sticks sitting there with the you know wrapped wrapped and waxed with the pride tape. Just looked excellent. So uh, great job, Backy, and great great tape job too. You know, if anyone wants looking at a tape of stick, they were very uh, you know I could have picked them up and used them. If quite I know easy. if I know Backy, he spent hours on that at home, mate, trying to perfect <laughs> a bit of a perfectionist that fella. But that's great. Good on Backy. Um, all right, well let's uh, move right ahead, mate, because I really want to find out from last week who our. Who are you was? So let's jump to that segment 
right now. All right, Davey, yeah, let's mate. let the listeners know, mate, who was it last week in the Who Are You? Yeah, mate. Well, the Who Are You was none other than the probably one of the most legendary goaltenders in Australian history, Matt cool, let's hear it. Ezzy. Matt Ezzy. What did they used to chant? Ezzy. 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 Something like that. It wasn't very creative. But anyway, <laughs> I did notice that two people uh, wrote into us with that answer. Yeah. So let's give a shout out right now to yeah, Paddy so Naden's brother, yep. Cooper Naden. Ooh, yeah. Yep, he got it. And Ash Bailey, the captain of the Navigators. Correct, we also had Brendan and Sherry McCormick with the correct guesses. Too easy Excellent. for them, I think. Uh, Kevin Boyd as well. Yeah, right. And uh, we did have one wrong guess, mate. Oh. So i got to throw him under the bus, unfortunately, because I love this guy. But uh, Justin Marshall. He <coughs> thought... Yeah, sorry, Justin. Justice, he what are thought, you doing? He thought it might have been Dane Davis. Oh, okay. In fact, he didn't say Dane Davis. Um, and Dane loved this one. He said, uh, remember that goalie, uh, Davies, Dave, Dave, that guy. Yeah, he wasn't very memorable, was he? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it wasn't him. Although, I, do you reckon Dane's ever got a hole in one? No. It kind of rings a bell, though, to be honest. But he'd probably be making it up. <laughs> yeah, can't trust him. <laughs> cannot trust him. Uh, French Canadian. No, exactly. So uh, there you have Excellent. it, mate. Matt, is he? Now, Brilliant. For this week's, uh, this week's. What are we going with, mate? What's on the run sheet? What I'm going to do, I'm going to go off the dome here. So just full disclosure, I forgot to pick someone this week. Did we? Yeah, oh yeah. So I'm going to go off the dome. All right. I'm going to keep it. North Stars inspired. Okay. And I'm going to give someone a, a hint and uh, say that they were an import player. Okay, that's okay. it. No, well, no. Oh, right. I was about to say, that that's, is very vague. No, I'm not going to make everyone throw darts in the dark. Right, okay. Um, an import player. Now, this import player uh, was a... How do I put this? Played... Canadian University Hockey. CIS or was it before CIS? It was CIS because CIS is now U Sports. Oh, right. So it was CIS. Okay. When it was CIS. Got that backwards. Um, they played university hockey. Uh, they played... Uh, okay, okay. here's another thing. They, so they were, shoot right or left? Uh, I can't disclose that because I can't remember. But... <laughs> this is going were, well. They were missing a lot of teeth... Okay. More teeth than me. Interesting. Uh, an avid that's a, that's what, fisherman. Seven. <laughs> an avid <laughs> fisherman and hunter. And I would say I would say out of all the imports and Aussies that have played for the North Stars was the fittest player. Okay. I I actually remember uh, he was running there's an oval in Newcastle that we both used to run around at mm-hmm. times to keep up the fitness. And uh, I used to do two laps, and that was a good, good how cardio many, for me. How well, many not, could you sorry, do not now? The oval. It was a, it was a race, horse racing track. So I went around the whole facility. Oh yeah, like the streets and all that. Uh, now I, I don't think I could do one, <laughs> but uh, he would just run it for uh, for hours over an hour. Mm. And I uh, said, "How many? So how many laps do you do?" And he's like, oh, "I don't know, just keep going." 
Wow. So multiple, multiple laps. So super fit, missing a lot of teeth. He was a left-handed shot. Okay, there you go. You sure? Yep. Okay, and he... I actually, I played D with him for a little while. Mate, is he getting too... Is it getting... Okay. Okay. Maybe I didn't. Maybe I didn't. Uh, And he went on to from uh, playing here to playing professional hockey in America. Wow. America. I feel like that might be one of very few that has on their resume but I think the fitness, from Australia the to teeth, professional hockey. The fishing and hunting should be enough if you know your North Stars. All right. To pick this player. So that is this week's. Very good, mate. I feel like we might get similar people writing in that are uh, affiliated or are fans of the North Stars OHL team. It's all right. Mate, I want to bring back a segment that we haven't had for a couple of weeks in the banana phone, mate. Should we try give someone a call? Oh, mate, I think that's great. I think I've been. Hang- I think the listeners have been hanging for this. So Absolutely. Let's, let's try uh, it now, mate. In this week's. Ring, 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 ring. Banana phone. All right, mate. We're going to try none other than the Navigator's Div One captain. Oh, big the brackets. Yeah, Timmy Stanger. Timmy Let's Stanger. see what happens. I'm calling him from my phone, so I don't know if he's going to answer. Uh, this may be heavily censored uh, <laughs> after the fact, so if you if you don't like the old uh, swear word, just just. Uh, maybe hey, mate, how are you? Good, Timmy. Good, mate. I've actually got uh, Davey with me too. We're filming uh, the Flyby podcast right now. Do you have a minute? Oh, I do. <laughs> I actually need 30 minutes. Uh, yeah. Oh, what? What are you doing? Yeah, no, I'm at work. Are you, on, are you on a ladder? Do you work during the day? Oh, yeah, I do. It's got a day job. <laughs> All right, fair enough. You're not a professional no, I've hockey time. player. I've got time. I've got, I've got You've always got time for us, mate. We'll take two no, minutes. I'll talk on the fly. Yeah, you're right. Good man. All right, first up. You're the Navigators Division 1 captain, mate. I want to know your opinion on the Navigators jersey. Love it. Okay. Simple, nice love and it, short. Mate. Love <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's good. It's different, you know. Like, yeah. You know, what? Like it's, it's got a style to it, you know. I haven't really had a jersey with a face on it in my life. Yeah, yeah, what do you think good. of the angry fella? Ah, <laughs> oh, he's not angry, mate. He's just having a bit of bad luck up in space, but he's all right. <laughs> <laughs> If it, if you had to say if if you had to pick one of your teammates to best represent the logo with the angry face, who would it be? Chris Shepard. <laughs> ah, <laughs> perfect. He can be an angry man. Nailed it. All right. Well, <laughs> you got your first win just uh, Monday gone, Timmy. I think for your team. Um, yeah, yeah, that how, was good. How do you think you guys have been the first three rounds? Now you've played every team once, I, sh- I think. Yeah, we have. Uh, mate, solid, you know, like, you know, we're all sort of still getting to know each other a little bit on the ice. And yep. See how everyone plays. You know, I've played hockey with, you know, Sam Levitt and Josh before and, you know, so I know how they, their style, but, you know, it's just you know, getting to know the ins and outs of all the new guys on the team and whatnot, but it's, it's been good, you know. We had first two losses, they were a bit tough, but yep. you now we bounced back on Monday and got a good win, which was good. Yeah, look, I'm not surprised, to be honest, because as Davey has mentioned, I think, on this a couple of times, we do think you probably have the best team on paper, but it's taken a couple of weeks to uh, see that turn into the W column. Um, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, good to see that it has happened on Monday. How are you playing individually? Uh, look, you know, probably a little <laughs> bit too much out of shape, though, I like to admit, but, you know, <laughs> yep. honestly, it's a good trade I might, I like to think. So. But, I don't know, I've been playing defense, you know, 
Western and All-Stars the last, at the start of the year when I went to, um, what was it, that cup call? I can't remember what it was called. Yeah, McCormick Cup, mate. Yep. The McCormick Cup, that's right. Well yeah. done, yep. So I started, <laughs> well, I started playing defence then, then I really enjoyed it, you know. I got to line up as a pair with Paddy Ward, and, you know, he taught me a lot. Yep. It was, I, I loved it, so I've really been playing defence again. And I'm as cute. you know, Matty, I used to play Matty. I used to play um, defense with you back when I first. That's started. right, mate. I was about to say you didn't just start with the uh, the North Stars. It goes way back to to the uh, the Bantam team, mate. Yeah, yeah, long, long time ago, man. That's right, isn't it? For, Timmy, yeah. for a uh, for a new or newer player or someone who's played forward most of their career and has to go back and play defence, what are some of the biggest changes or challenges that you face? Because you you know even though you played D when you were younger, you had a a hefty stint of, of years, um, essentially your whole AIHL career playing as a forward, and now you're going back to D. So, I guess what are the challenges? How is it different playing uh, from forward going back to D? Oh. <laughs> Getting used to skating backwards for a start. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but uh, the challenge is, I, I find that you actually it's a, a lot more relaxing playing defense. You know, it's a lot more pressure on your body, and you know when you're in the defensive zone. But you've got a lot more time with the puck, so I find so I've really been enjoying. So, yeah, yep. you know, the challenge is, uh, I wouldn't say it's a challenge. It's just more of you know, getting used to your position and just talking to guys who have more knowledge than you, and just finding out where you fit in. Yeah, for sure. Timmy, I've just got one more for you, mate, um, from me, and then I'll pass it to Davey. But I just wanted to get your story a little bit because you had a different uh, pathway, I suppose, into hockey. Um, you were one of the, the fastest and best skaters I'd ever seen when you started playing, but you, you started yeah, at... <laughs> I wasn't going to say that. Um, but, you know, you started a bit later um, at the age of, I guess, 14, 15. Um, yeah, yeah. And, you know, you just took off and, and you've gotten the career you had and have uh, done in the AHL and everything, which has been super impressive. But, you know, did you find it challenging starting at that later age? Um, and what, what kind of advice, I guess, would you give to people that are starting, um, you know, midway through high school or later? Uh, just don't give up. Just keep trying, keep practicing, keep turning up to the training sessions, even, you know, your Monday not, uh, Monday afternoon. Yep. Learn to skate. That's what I was doing and... Even your Wednesday mornings, if you got the chance, the opportunity to get there early and get a skate in with a even a private coach, just I mean, just yep, just do as much as you can. Skate, just keep skating, don't stop. Awesome. Now, now speaking of skating, Timmy, um, I'm not sure everyone knows that before before you were a star in the AIHL, uh, before you picked up a paintbrush. You were actually uh, an employee at the Hunter Ice Skating Stadium working the disco of a Friday night, I believe, back in its heyday when it was the hottest yeah. place to be in town. I it guess, was. What was the joint like back then? And, and take us through a Friday night disco circa, what, 2000 and 2004 or five? Or yeah. Oh, 2005, wow. That's, uh, <laughs> Doesn't that age us? I've got a few stories, but I'll keep... I'll, yeah, oh, PG on here, mate. Good. PG. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I was like, um, mate, it was just good to get it. Like, it was just busy. There was always hundreds of kids there. It was, you know, it was flat sticks from the moment you got there. And back then it was 7 till 11, I think, 11 30. Wow. Oh, no, so it was, it, was, it, was a, it, was a, it was a long time to stay on the ice, but it was, it was awesome. You know, like, oh, I, I can't really think of a story because they're just so big ones. <laughs> Mate, I remember one of your favourite things used to be ripping around because that's kind of where you got so much of your skating in and, and where you developed that speed. But 
I remember you used to love going around and whenever people were in groups holding hands, you'd try to bust straight through the middle of them. Oh, yeah, yeah, just... yeah, yeah. You skate through the middle of them. Yeah, yeah, that was fun. Yeah, great OH&S, mate. But, uh, yeah, gave yeah. us a chuckle at the time back when we were just young lads. Oh, yeah, no, it was, that was a good time. I really enjoyed that. It was a good, good work environment. Probably still is. I wouldn't know. I haven't worked there in a long time. But, yeah. Um, I, I loved it. Like, it was just the guys that were there were awesome. You know, it was like a great chef field, even... Tristan was working there, old Mitchell Millington, Reese Millington, you know, lots yeah, of cool well. guys. Ollie Walsh, jeez, uh, yeah. Oh, God, I haven't heard on. that name in a while, yeah. That's yeah, awesome, man. Yeah, the list does go on. All right, Dave, he's got one last for you, then we'll uh, get get you back on the scaffold. Well, I just want to uh, I just want to share one quick story with everyone just to show how much of uh, – because we always say on the podcast, mate, everyone loves Tim Stanger, but the reason <laughs> is because he's such a team player and he will do – any like forward, defense, whatever. Uh, you're just always a team first guy. And one of my uh, best memories – well, not best memories, but things that sticks out of playing in the AHL in the national competition – you know, it's it's big time. But uh, it was during a game where after a period, I think it was either Zane or Dane had uh, busted through the door and knocked it off its hinges. And so we had, the, we had the intermission and then the next period had started. And so everyone's playing the game and there's Timmy with a drill hanging the door. <laughs> yeah, he knocked it off its hinges and no one could figure it out. So I just sat up and... Yeah. I knew what I was doing. We so had a few people looking, it, looking at the hinges <laughs> in one hand, looking at the drill in the other, thinking, how does this all work? And then Timmy, just the tradesman he is, stepped up, <laughs> boom, boom, had that thing hung within a couple of minutes and then gloves yeah. back on, on the bench, ready for his next shift. Unbelievable. Yeah, That's yeah no, amazing. that was, I, was, I couldn't believe he broke the door, actually. I was like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, it wasn't that bad. <laughs> Timmy, thanks for your time, mate. You're one of our favourite people. We definitely want to get you on uh, for a lengthy uh, interview at some stage, maybe not in the middle of your work shift, but, you know, we've, we've right, all played right, together. Yeah, if you had a good half an hour, I would have been all right. I would talk to you for an hour if you want. Yeah, there you go. Well, we've got a good, uh, well, you and I at least 15 years, but on the AHL team at least 10 years um, of stories with the three of us, so it'd be a good time to, to catch up and reminisce a little bit at some stage, but we'll let you yeah, get back to it, mate. Let me know. I'll be more than happy to come in. Too easy, man. Love your work. Thanks for uh, no taking worries. the call. Love you guys too. Thanks, Thank Timmy. you very much, mate. Right, Congratulations mate. on the new baby too. And Cheers, Maddie. brother. Talk to you soon. See you, mate. Bye. Bye. There we have it, mate. Mate, I'm actually no editing needed. I know. The, what a great speaker. Timmy can, uh, yeah, great speaker and kept it clean for the pod. Yeah. Um, that was excellent. It was. It was. And yeah, I mean, we should have known. Like, if you look at his interviews that he's had with the North Stars over the years, he's. He's always oh, he's so a, well he's spoken. A, he's a media darling. He is, especially those. Uh, what are those meet and greet things we always had to do at the start of the year? That meet the players. Meet the players. Yeah, one of our favourite events. Well, I do think it was your favourite event because I will share a quick story. <laughs> is uh, meet the players. So it's early in the year, still getting to know the guys and you know the new players and such. It's got some new sponsors every year. So, um, and everyone gets in and they go through the team by number. So, starting off number one, if we had one comes up and it's uh you got to do a quick speech hey i'm i'm dave or whoever you know i'm from newcastle or wherever played you know x amount of years looking forward to the season blah 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 yep uh to be honest players don't really look forward to doing that and uh so matt Lindsay usually kicks it off because no one's worn lower than a three mm. you know, at least in my years and i've i reckon every year it'd be me Hamish, Powell and Matt Lindsay standing next to each other all being like, oh, God, what are you going to say? It's the same speech every year. And Matt would always give us the, 
Oh, I know. I've got nothing. I'm just going to keep it short and sweet. Just, yeah, Matt, see ya. So then he'd go up there. So we'd be like, okay, good, you know. Set the bar. Set the bar. Then Matt would go up there and get the microphone in his hand. And uh, didn't didn't bring a speech out from the pocket, but I swear there was one there that he'd been rehearsing off because it'd be <laughs> it'd be an eight minute serenade of uh, just going into di- big detail, great public speaker, and then uh, yeah, just set the bar all too high, just set us all up for failure. That's and now we're here, mate. Now. now we're here. We get to uh, make people listen to our voices <laughs> well, every yeah, week. A little different, yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, all right. Last segment, mate. Let's jump into it. Dave's question corner. Yeah, it's boring. <laughs> it's boring <laughs> oh, thanks, mate. Sorry, I didn't turn. Yeah, thank you. No, my, my bad, my bad. Here we go. Dave's question corner. Sorry, mate. I'm getting used to the board. You've you've added so many buttons, which is great. But uh, yeah, I was on the wrong bank there. So. <laughs> yeah, okay. Get me oh. back a little bit. I think for the uh, Matt Lindsay clips. <laughs> my apologies. Um, all right, mate. Just the one thing for me to wrap up for episode 38. Uh, the Polaris Cup. I just want to uh, yes. jump into it a little bit more because that's coming up soon. December 12th. December 12th, which is a Saturday. Sunday. Sunday. Excellent. So <laughs> I'm, I've got baby brain on something happening, but that game I'm hoping to be at because it's, it's going to be... The debut of Matt Lindsay. Potentially. It's going to be a great day, I think. It, it sounds super exciting. But more importantly, not more importantly, but um, I know the event, the, the day is going to have some really cool events happening, lights, all that stuff that you mentioned last week. It just got me thinking, you know, over your career, you've played in some big games. What is it to you that really gets you excited, apart from on-the-ice play, but what is it about all that build-up and everything around the atmosphere that really gets you excited? Oh, yeah, great, good question. Um, for, yeah, for me, it is all that that build-up, um, just the atmosphere, the hype in a building or whatever. Uh, I think the one of one of the best atmospheres I've played in, uh, and there's, there's been a few, but was when I was playing in New Zealand, and it was our first game um, in Queenstown, playing the Southern Stampede, and uh, that really nice rink, and yep. they fill it like like the North Stars do here, like standing people standing at the glass. Mm. But when you come out and uh, take the ice, it's it's full black blackout with disco lights. Yeah. Um, but probably better than it is here. Just it's really dark and the music's pumping and the crowd's into it, banging on the glass. It's probably the loudest, coolest environment I've played in, I think. Mm. Um, and that leads through to the game. Like every every turnover there on you. Uh, not that I was making it. <laughs> you know, um, every hit, uh, everything. It's just, it's just really loud, yep. really cool environment. Uh, I also remember another one when I was playing with the Melbourne Ice and we played on the Central Coast when the Rhinos had a team. And that, that the Ariner Ice Rink was full. And mm. uh, if anyone's been there, their stands are, are aluminium. Yep. And uh, the fans were stomping their feet and making noise and you actually couldn't hear the ref's whistle. It was just so, so loud. So that was another cool environment. But I guess to answer your question, it's it's those things. It's the music. It's the um, just the hype around the game. I remember uh, my first year in the league, 2011, we were playing in Melbourne, the Melbourne Ice. Yep. And uh, literally every time they've Melbourne still get a good turnout to games, but back then that rink was relatively new and that they would fill it more so, I think, than they do today. Mm. Um, and every time they'd rush up the ice, you just hear the crowd build behind them. And I just remember sitting on the bench. Uh, shocker. 
and <laughs> thinking that that's really cool. You know, it really feels like a pro environment. So yeah, the music, the fans, those those things to me make uh, make it a, a cool atmosphere. When when you can make a check or get into a scrum and the fans are into it, uh, yeah, it just makes the game exciting. Yep, perfect. I love that you answered it that way because we can can we can control a lot of those things on that day, mate. But the one thing we can't control is the fans. So we need everyone to be coming down here on that day from the start, if you can, for I believe the juniors start. Juniors, yeah. yeah, start it all off. So let's get down there, bring the drums, bring the, what are they called? The Vuvuzela things. Vuvuzelas or whatever. Yeah, whatever Cowbells. those things are. I agree, mate. Let's get some noisemakers in here. Yeah. And let's make the rink have to say, no, guys, too loud. That's right. Um, you know, I'd hate to be the person having to do that, but I'd rather do that than have to be like, come on, guys, make some noise. Exactly. Let's pack the stadium, make it a huge day to remember, especially for the juniors. They want to me- remember this for the Wouldn't rest of their cool career. Wouldn't a junior kid in five years' time on this podcast? Exactly. Saying, what's your best hockey memory? And they were like, oh, that first Polaris Cup. Yep. There was people drumming. They made signs for the glass. Yep. It was awesome. It was. I could hardly hear the refs whistle. It was cool. And Let's I get some Hamish Cahoon signs, mate. Yeah, absolutely. That'd be excellent. So Sonics, you know, it's your your. If you're a Sonic, uh, feel a little bit obligated to to bring the noise that day for your team, and likewise the Galaxy. Yep. The rink is going to be uh, decked out in your colours a little bit, um, and and as I said, it's all going to be happening. The music is going to be playing. The bar is going to be open by then. And the rink. Amazing. Uh, with, a, with an extended menu. They're bringing in some new menu items. So we hopefully can announce some of that next week because I believe uh, they actually the possession changes over next week okay. um, to the rink. So it's all going to be happening. And uh, I'm glad you brought it up, mate, because uh, in fact, this is we have one more podcast or two with a point five anyway. Talk about yep. that. But I really yep. want to hype it up. So book that day off now. Get down to the rink. And uh, we want to make it just an absolute uh, pressure cooker. I love it, mate. Now, that definitely sounded like a bit of an outro, but I'm going to give you the opportunity now as we tune in the song, mate, to wrap up episode 38. I'll hand it over to you for any last parting words. Yeah, uh, well, apologies if I forgot you for uh, any segment today. My memory's not good. But uh, if you want to make sure I don't forget you, email info at nsa-hockey.com. And also, we've got a bit of feedback this week, which we haven't had in a while, which we love it. Some people like the point five. Some people didn't, but we want to hear the feedback. So those who have reached out, thank you. It's definitely taken on board. And I can't wait to see everyone down at the rink this Saturday for juniors and next week for the round four. Awesome, mate. All right, guys. We'll tune back in on Monday for episode 38.5. But as always, thanks so much for listening and we'll chat to you soon.